0: Hey everyone, welcome to Mark Sports Talk. I'm your host, Mark Dagenhart, and today I'm going to go over the Arkansas offense, so let's get to it. But first, I want to remind you to like and subscribe the page that you're listening to this on. If there's a, a review, give me a five-star review, if there's a notification bell, Click that if you like what you hear because this is going to start coming out pretty frequently You know, I've got one coming out every day. I got one planned for tomorrow on the Arkansas Razorbacks defense and Just all kinds of content is going to be coming out So if you like what you hear hit that notification bell because it's coming out every day at different times So you want to know when this is coming out? Okay, today I want to talk specifically about Arkansas's offense. I want to go a deep dive into each position and talk about the depth and excitement level that i have first let's start at the top you got a talented young group of quarterbacks you have a walk-on transfer from old miss <clears throat> you have two true freshmen you have a red shirt freshman a red shirt sophomore your elder statesman kj jefferson is that red shirt sophomore 6'3 250 he's your biggest quarterback uh Malik Hornsby is slotted right now, I think, the favorite to be the backup just because of his speed. He's been mentioned by Sam Pittman as being one of the fastest players on the team. Unfortunately, this guy's second year on campus, and he's only 6'2", 180. You would expect him to have been a little bit heavier. I mean, as far as the expectation of playing quarterback in the SEC, how tough and physically demanding it is. And, you know, we've seen what... The defensive players can do to a smaller offensive player, you know, taking hits throughout the season in the SEC. You know your your freshmen are Lucas Coley, an early enrollee, six uh, two two fifteen, and then uh, Landon Rogers, you know, arrived in uh, in in the summer, six four two fifteen, Arkansas guy, and then uh, Lucas Coley's from Texas, um, Cade Renfro was the transfer from Ole Miss. Uh he came to Arkansas via the relationship from Kendall Browse. This guy's from Texas. There's the Texas ties from Kendall Browse there. Uh he's probably the next biggest as far as six three two fifteen. Uh he he shined a little in the spring game, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him earn a uh, you know, a spot in the depth chart as maybe number two, number three, who knows? And uh It's exciting to think the athleticism that Arkansas has at quarterback. The five guys that I just named off, all of them can move. All of them have decent size. And to think of the RPO game, the option game that Arkansas has, to be able to go big and to be able to go little and have speed. You know, line up a Malik Hornsby 6'2", 180 with that speed that he has. And then Traylon Smith at 5'9", 190. That's a speedy combination. Maybe you even sub him out and put in A.J. Green at 5'11", 200 with his track star speed as a freshman. Guys also being, you know, mentioned as a potential kick return starter. But we'll talk about that a little later. Rocket Sanders, Dominique Johnson, both guys. You know, Dominique, 6'1", 235. Rocket Sanders, 6'2", 225. Both of those guys are big you could go a big RPO set with one of those two or both of them in the backfield with KJ Jefferson. You could you could even split it up. I expect that to happen a lot, just cause they're probably not gonna pull KJ off of the field a whole lot unless, you know, the you know, whoever's there pulling him for is just really showing them something. But I expect KJ is gonna be able to move the ball just fine, you know, with his arm as much as his feet. And the RPO is something that he bragged about in the recent press conference, <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, and he 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 touts his ability to continue the play, uh, instead of just sitting back in the pocket. And there's there's some potential for Arkansas to be able to put a lot of points on the board. This offense is just going to grow from where it was last year. That's what. Typically, you expect in year two under an offense, especially when you have as much retention as Arkansas does on the offensive line and in the quarterback room, in the running back room, virtually everybody came back on offense. <clears throat> so from then, we moved to receiver. And the one question is, everybody knows about Traylon Burks. All right. Everybody's picking him as one of the best receivers in the in the SEC. The one thing that kind of leaves, you know, a bitter taste in the mouth right after spring, Mike Woods' transfer. Mike Woods' departure, he was the solid, he was going to be the fourth year, you know, on campus, four-year starter. A solid number two, man. I mean, nothing's wrong with being number two receiver. I mean, there's always, almost always, two receivers on the field. And especially in Kendall Brow's offense, there's at least two. And... I don't understand it. I don't want to try to understand it. What I want to understand is who's going to step up in his absence. Arkansas has six four stars on its roster, four of which are new or, you know, haven't gotten meaningful reps. Jaqueline Crawford was a four-star receiver from Texas, signed with Oklahoma, transferred out last season, enrolled at Arkansas and had to sit out. So he's been on the team for a year but hasn't really uh, been eligible. So he's going to have a chance, 5'10", 175. Darren Turner is a four-star redshirt freshman from Memphis, 6'3", 205. You got incoming true freshman from Texas, Keytron Jackson, 6'2", 205. And then you have walk-on transfer from Florida State. I think this guy Warren Thompson has the best chance to make an impact as one of the four-star receivers that aren't regular contributors. Uh, the other two are Traylon Burks and Trey Knox, and those guys, along with Devion Warren, are all you know returning significant you know guys that saw significant snaps, significant reps, and are returning and will be expected uh, to hold a lot of uh of, of reps you know they're gonna they're gonna see the field a lot more <clears throat> but warren thompson uh 6'3 205 red shirt junior i think his experience i think his knowledge of kendall Bros offense i mean the guy his first two years at florida state he was there with kendall Bros in his offense and uh kendall Bros leaves and comes to arkansas i think uh Partway through his uh, redshirt sophomore season, Warren Thompson decides to enter the transfer portal. He ends, in, ends up at Arkansas. Not much film on him, so you know Sam Pittman brings that up. Not much film on him, so they 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 don't really take that much of a risk by offering a scholarship. But there are always walk-on scholarships allotted every year, and I'm sure uh, uh, Cade Renfro and um, Warren Thompson are going to get, uh, scholarship offers, you know, they're, they're probably doing everything that they're being asked to do. And those guys being, you know, recruited guys transferring in from power fives, they probably are expecting a scholarship offer fairly soon. Uh, now as a walk-on, you only have to be on campus for one year as opposed to previous years, uh, in the past. Where you had to be on campus for two years as a walk-on. So that, that benefits the transfer portal now when you can get guys cheaply, so to speak, as far as your signing class, getting them on as a walk-on. But So, to recap, you have four four-stars. The last time Arkansas had four four-stars in one class, you had Traylon Burks, you had Trey Knox, you had TQ Jackson, you had Shamar Nash. Those four, and... It seems like only one out of the four has really popped. You know, Traylon Burks is, is getting a lot of attention. He's gotten a lot of preseason hype and, and a, you know, award watch lists. Uh, Trey Knox has shown flashes here and there. And he's got the talent and the size that you want. So he's right there. But the other two, TQ Jackson transferred out before the end of the first year. Shamar Nash transferred out before the end of the following year so you gotta you gotta wonder if that kind of that stat out of one out of every four four stars is you know gonna pop so you've got four four stars with jaqueline crawford with darren turner ketron jackson and uh warren thompson you have two redshirt juniors and crawford and thompson you have uh, a true freshman early enrollee in jackson, and ketron jackson then in a redshirt freshman, Darren Turner. So all of these guys, aside from Crawford, have really good size, 6'2", 6'3", 205. So you got to like their competitiveness in the big, physically demanding SEC. And this is an exciting offense to be in as far as when you think about the RPO and bringing it back to the RPO. It keeps getting mentioned. I think they're going to this offense is going to fit Kendall Browell's offensive scheme a lot better and you're going to really get to see the type of offense that he's bringing to Arkansas and I can't wait and I think one of the biggest questions one of the biggest things I'm going to be looking for in the opening game is the supporting cast at wide receiver you know there's a lot of talent and a lot of depth at running back I'm really not that concerned the freshman you know, you can either run or you can't, and they're both here, and they're gonna both see action, and uh, I expect big things. But you you don't have to rush it. You've got Traylon Smith, you've got T.J. Hammonds, you've got a redshirt freshman and and Dominique Johnson. So there's nothing to rush there. You also have a freshman, Javion Hunt, six foot, two hundred five pound. He also er, uh, was an early enrollee. I haven't heard a whole lot out of him thus far in fall camp, but it is early. And uh he may get <clears throat> as far as media hype overshadowed by uh the, the other two freshmen. But uh he he's in there just as well. He's got good size and he's been on campus for uh a semester or two already, so <clears throat> if you count summer, but just the the possibilities, the expectation, second year, the retention of players, the the this offensive scheme is staying the same. I think you look at the the Arkansas offensive line averaged an increase of 30 pounds per player on on average. And so they're a lot more they're a lot more physical, uh, they're they're a lot bigger, so they're going to be a lot more physical and uh I expect just with that extra year of all, you know, you think about the added experience, especially when you think about SEC play, based on, you know, every SEC school got this. So, it's going to be pretty even across the board, the experience factor that all these players got by playing 10 SEC games. Now, you bring all of those players back, and RC- Arkansas leads the SEC as far as uh, COVID-eligible seniors returning, you know, for their super senior year, and Arkansas had the most. So, th- this is just nothing but benefiting Arkansas. They also had, like, 24 uh, additional players uh, arrive on campus in January, you know, ahead of, you know, normally it's not that high. That's a high number. And uh, we're going to see the impact of that in the coming years, I think, based on the the scholarship distribution from year to year, 25. Maybe they they move that number around to... uh, you know, help fix things based on the, the COVID scholarship numbers, but uh that'll that'll be, you know, a little bit farther down the road discussion. But Arkansas's offensive line, in my opinion, is gonna go from left to right. Myron Cunningham, the guy's a six year senior. He he actually tested the NFL waters and, and got NFL feedback on his draft and uh he was graded back at fourth to six. You know So, right in the middle, expectations of the fifth round, and the guy comes back and he wants to improve his stock. So, I think he's all in on Cody Kennedy and Sam Pittman is coaching him and playing in this offense and playing in the SEC and getting a higher draft pick, getting drafted and playing in the NFL. And then um, the guard positions are the ones that are up for grab. I think Ricky Stromberg's got a really solid lock on uh, the center position guys put some really solid weight on uh i think he's sitting around 317 uh last reported um this guy if he has a solid year i think he could be gone for the nfl this he he also could do the same thing that myron cunningham did and test the waters get his draft grade back and be like you know what i love this coaching staff I love this, you know, university. I want to come back and improve my draft grade, and I want to help building here. You know, you'd hope for that. That's great when players want to do that, but you understand, you know, investment, education, business decision. I'm all for, you know, making that decision for yourself. So, best of luck for Ricky Stromberg this season, but right tackle, I think we'll start out Dalton Wagner I think this is I mean, obviously I've discussed this in the past, but I think this is the one position where a newcomer could steal some reps in Tykees Crawford. I think your right guard is gonna come down to just experience. I mean, after all, and Ty Clary, he was for all intents and purposes a four year starter, um, at either center or guard. I mean he played, you know, off and on last year based on just Starting at center, not working out at center, moving to guard, you know, kind of getting beat out by other players, uh, you know, for things here and there, uh, injuries, you know, causing him to miss time, you know, and then causing uh, him to, you know, play, you know, prompting him to come off the bench and play. So I think Ty Clary's experience, he's added some good weight as well. I mean, for most of his career, he played it under at just under 300 pounds or, you know, right at it. And I think now he's he's at about 310, 315. So I think him coming back is really beneficial for his draft stock. Uh, you know, there might not be much of it, but, you know, we'll see after the season. Um, I think the other spot, the left guard spot, is Luke Jones. I mean, this guy's entering his fourth year on campus as a redshirt junior. Well, not all on this campus, obviously. He started out at Notre Dame and then transferred in to Little Rock Native uh, after his position coach at Notre Dame left for another job. He got the uh, okay to transfer. He did have to sit out, but he is now in the offensive scheme. He's he's adjusted and been on campus. He's He's played a year. And uh, I think he's put on good weight and got conditioning in his bot in as well. I think he's going to lock in on that left guard spot. I think that's what the line's going to look like at at Myron Cunningham, Luke Jones, Ricky Stromberg, uh, Ty Clary, and Dalton Wagner from left to right, respectively. It'll fluctuate. You know, this is the SEC. The offensive line is a really physical position, and uh, lots of people are falling on you. So injuries are bound to happen. Uh, Arkansas does have a much deeper much bigger and more physically you know ready offensive line than they have in years past so when not if but when injuries happen I feel like Arkansas is going to be a lot more prepared than they have in the years past and just you know expectations I think Based on the amount of players returning, everybody you know that you talk to always says experience is key when you can get guys coming back on offense, especially when they're in key positions on offensive line, they're leaders. It's nothing just that's all positives. I mean, I think on offense you only lost Rakeem Boyd and Felipe Franks. I feel like I'm missing others, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that quits. On this offensive overhaul and hopefully you're as excited as I am about the Arkansas offense so thanks for joining Mark's Sports Talk and I'll see you tomorrow when I go over the Arkansas Razorbacks defense yeah I want to remind you if you like the show if you like what you hear if you want to get involved and interact with the show follow the show on Twitter Mark Sports Talk, or search my name, Mark Dagenhart, in the bio of Twitter and in the bio of Anchor App, where you can listen to this podcast. There's an email at marksportstalk at gmail.com. There's going to be a mailbag on Thursday, so send in your questions. If you have any suggestions for a show topic or want to hear any kind of topic or have any kind of question, shoot me an email. I look forward to hearing from you, and that's all for the day and I'll see you tomorrow.